It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. It's readily apparent that BYU is going to go up against a backup quarterback when they take on the TCU Horned Frogs on Saturday. How big is that for BYU's chances of getting an upset in Fort Worth? We're talking about that, and we're answering the rest of your guys' questions in a mailbag edition of Locked on Cougars. You are Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Really, really fun app, my friends. Download the app today, create an account, use the promo code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. We'll tell you a little bit more about Game Time as today's show progresses. All right, let's dive right in on today's show and talk about what's going on in uh, college football. Most importantly for the BYU football program, they are headed to TCU on Saturday afternoon. It'll be a 1.30 Mountain Time kickoff. Looking forward to this one. Should be a fun uh, game as BYU and the Horned Frogs uh, renew acquaintances, pick up on a rivalry that uh, ended in 2010. I know they did play that neutral site game in 2011 and BYU's first year of independence, but it's been 12 plus years since these two programs have faced off on the gridiron. Will the rivalry still be there? I just don't know that it will be because of the, the just the fact that it's been so long for all parties when it comes to these two teams facing off, but it can very quickly reignite if you have some close games here in the uh, first few years of uh, BYU being a member of the Big 12 alongside TCU. But a big uh, break for the Cougars, if you want to look at it that way, has come in the form of Chandler Morris, the starting quarterback for the TCU Horned Frogs. He has been ruled out for at least this week, and who knows for how much longer he left their game against Iowa. Iowa State on crutches, and it's never a good sign when your starting quarterback is on crutches on the sideline midway through a game because you're like, oh, that's not looking like he's going to be able to come back anytime soon. But it will give BYU a chance to go up against a relatively unproven quarterback when they face off against the Horned Frogs. Uh, all reports out of Fort Worth say it's going to be Josh Hoover, who is a product of Rockwall, Texas, Rockwall Heath High School, six foot one, two hundred uh, plus pounds. He played the rest of the game for the Horned Frogs against Iowa State. That loss that dropped him to. 
three and three on the year. And the BYU Cougars are got to be licking their chops, thinking, okay, let's just stack the box, make life absolutely miserable for this young man, harass him from all angles, and see what the outcome is. Make him beat us with his arm. That's got to be the mentality for BYU going into this game. Now we are going to be out of practice later on this afternoon slash evening. Looking forward to catching up with BYU defensive coordinator Jay Hill, and I'm sure that question will come up. But uh, he may not say it in so many words. But uh, really, if you're going to have a, a, a redshirt freshman quarterback, that's what Hoover is in this game, you've got to go out there and tell this young man, or essentially tell him with your play on the football field, you're going to have to beat us with your arm. We're not going to let you guys run the football on us. Now, I know that TCU will rely on the running game, and if they can get any push in that run attack, it's going to be very, very big for their chances of getting out of there with a victory. But BYU's got to go into this game thinking, okay, we're going to stack the box, six, seven, eight guys, times make it so that TCU thinks we got to opt out of rushing the football uh, and slow them down now BYU has struggled against the run the last two games in particular though let's also acknowledge that fact uh, against both Kansas and Cincinnati BYU has given up 200 plus rushing yards there's actually a question in our mailbag that we'll get to here in a little bit that relates to that and BYU's got to be thinking okay we got to shore some things up in our rush attack because if TCU even if you stack the box and, and they're able to get uh, four and five yard chunks at a time on the ground game, they will rely on that all game long. Think of it as the boxing analogy. They'll use those as their body punches early on in this game. And then by the third and fourth quarter, when the humidity starts to wear on BYU down there in the humidity of Fort Worth, they'll start to really start gashing them for six, seven, eight, maybe 10, 12 yards at a time. That's got to be the whole mentality for TCU in this circumstance. So BYU needs as many available bodies as possible. And Kalani Satake was very vague on the availability of guys like Ben Bywater coming back off of injury. Ben is on my radio show on a weekly basis on DJ and PK on the KSL Sports Zone and said uh, that he is expecting to play against TCU. Now, it's anybody's guess as to if he will or will not play, but I would hope that if he's capable of playing, he's out there because he is a very very capable piece, especially when it comes to defending the run. And BYU, despite some of the issues they had against Cincinnati. There was an improved uh, rush defense aspect, it felt like, in terms of the overall running backs uh, when it came to that game against Cincinnati. It was more about the quarterback, uh, speaking of Emory Jones, that started gashing them when in terms of his scrambling ability. I don't know much about uh, how TCU is going to use the QB run game in this circumstance. Last year, Max Duggan was very, very adept at running the football. Chandler Morris has been uh, like that this season as well. I would expect they'll probably implement it a little bit, but with a young quarterback and you're already missing your top quarterback, how much at risk do you want to put him in terms of putting him in the QB run game? So I say that to say, I say all of that to say this. Load the box, force TCU to throw the foot to force TCU to throw the football on you and beat you that way. That trust me, I I I don't make I don't want to make it any more complicated than that, but it's gonna be a very very interesting game to watch how things unfold on both sides, how BYU decides to go about uh, putting their defense on the field, how they decide to four, five-man alignments, how they're going to go about defending this, and then at the same time, how TCU is going to combat BYU, because it could be two different mentalities. BYU's been struggling in the rushing attack. It's going to maybe be more of an air raid attack for BYU in terms of passing the football to open up the run game for themselves, whereas TCU, they're very much going to be thinking, hey, okay, we got to run the football to set up the play-action game. So that's 
two contrasting styles in this matchup, and I'm looking forward to it. We are going to catch up, as I mentioned earlier, uh, with uh, Stephen Simcox from Locked On Horn Frogs on Thursday uh, to talk about this. We'll also talk with Connor Pay tomorrow. Um, I'm not, he probably won't be able to address losing uh, a guy like Chandler Morris uh, for TCU, but he probably can acknowledge how difficult the transition can be to have to make a change at quarterback midway through the season. So we'll talk with him on tomorrow's edition of the podcast as well. So uh, interesting to see how it all uh, ultimately unfolds here, but it is time to flip the page and talk about what you guys want to talk about. We're doing a mailbag. So obviously we're going to throw that wide open, address as many of the questions that came in. And by the way, you guys responded in mass. So thank you for all the support. Thank you for the well wishes for my son. Landon continues to do well here at home. We're looking uh, forward to him getting bigger and stronger. And obviously his uh, brother and sister absolutely love uh, that little guy. So uh, it's been fun to have him home, obviously. And a big thank you for all your well wishes, along with the questions you guys sent in. And we'll get to all that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. First, a word on our friends over at Price Picks. We've been talking about uh, different companies here. We have a new friend in Price Picks who has joined us. They are the largest independently owned uh, daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And what it is, it is the most fun you can have uh, in terms of getting 25, uh, up to 25 times your money uh, bet, essentially, uh, this football season. You select two or more players, pick more or less on the projected stats, and place your entry. It's you against the numbers. Simple as that, my friends. It's daily fantasy, and if you have the right uh, skills and the, the right luck, as it were, you can turn 10 bucks into 250 bucks with just two taps. It's as simple as that. It is really simple to play. You make your pick, submit your entry in less than 60 seconds, and you're on to other things. It's really that simple, my friends. With the prize picks, uh, simple... Uh, the, the format they have, it just makes it so you're not competing against hundreds, if not thousands of other people to just get a split of the pie. It's you against the numbers. They make it really, really simple. So get in on it today. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege. Use the promo code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match of up to $100. You heard that right. prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege. Use the promo code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match of up to $100. Check it out, my friends. It's all courtesy of your friends at PrizePix. Daily Fantasy Sports made easy. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. We've talked about Game Time for a while now. No matter what uh, you're into, whether it's uh, sporting events, concert, uh, uh, you like theater, you like comedy, they've got it all for you guys at incredible prices. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guaranteed, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. As simple as that, my friends. They want you guys to have the best experience possible. They're the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices, so you show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without those hidden fees that seem to pop up with other sites. The best part is, you buy tickets in seconds with two taps, and and you're on your way. It's as simple as that. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account. Use the promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create the account and use the promo code Locked On College L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off, my friends. As simple as that. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day, my friends. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday uh, whenever you hear this. Let's dive right into the mailbag. We're going to start off with a great question from our good friend Mojo. 
He is a fighter pilot for the United States Air Force. And a big thank you uh, for your service as always, Mojo. He asked this question. says, Jake, for the mailbag this week, do you think BYU is closer to 5-0 and or 2-3? and I've seen both argued. I can see merit with both. What do you think? Uh, it's a great question, honestly, because you think about it in, in one circumstance, BYU is 4-1 and on the season. And had they not turned the ball over three times and lost the turnover margin against Kansas, they very well may have come out of Lawrence with a win. Now, also, we just talked about this. BYU has given up back-to-back games. Games, the last two games that they've won with more than 200 yards rushing given up. You cannot uh, thrive in those circumstances typically unless you win the turnover margin, which BYU has done uh, in those victories uh, that they, they've picked up of late. So it's it's very very critical for BYU to win the turnover margin, and that's really their big reason why they're 4-1, and one, despite being outgunned, uh, so to say, when it comes to the stats, again, especially against Cincinnati. Time of possession, overall yardage, uh, rushing yardage, everything is tilted so in favor of Cincinnati in that matchup except one thing, the turnover margin for BYU, and they turned that to their advantage, turned it into 14 points, and got out of there with the victory. So it's, it's a very, very fine line that BYU's walking. This may sound... Um, I don't know. It just may not sound the way you guys want it to, but I think BYU is actually closer to two and three than they are five and zero. And I know that sounds ludicrous to say it in in a way, but you think about it: the stats that BYU has given up outside of the turnover margin have really been tilted in the favor of the opposition. So on, on a typical day, if the, if the turnover margin is even or maybe uh, it's less in terms of the favor or against BYU. There very easily could be losses there, so I I guess if you want me to break it down, I think it's they're closer to two and three than they are five and zero. Oh, but like like Mojo says, you can argue both ways, and I think both of them uh, both do have merit there. All right, uh, next question coming in. I'm gonna flip over here to my uh, Twitter feed. Says uh, Jeff Henor, our good friend uh, down there, now living in Tampa. By the way, Jeff, I learned that after I tweeted at you about being in Atlanta. He says, should we redshirt Cody Epps at this point? Save his eligibility for two more years, since hopefully he oh, so, so so two years. Hopefully, since he likely won't contribute much this season. If I'm not mistaken, Jeff, I believe that Cody's already used his redshirt year. So at this point, you're just burning a year of eligibility. If he's capable of playing, you get him out there on the football field. I know he's been chomping at the bit to play, but uh, hamstring injuries are absolutely the worst to deal with because they just nag and nag and nag, and they can uh, pop back up at any time. You think you're over it, and all of a sudden you go out and uh, turn it to 100 in terms of the overall, uh, just opening it up in terms of running full speed, and suddenly you just re-aggravate the injury. It's They're so frustrating, but I think if he's capable of playing, you'll see him on the football field. He's already tried to play once this year against Arkansas. was in a limited uh, circumstance, and Aaron Roderick said it himself. It's going to be something we're dealing with uh, for the foreseeable future. So we'll see. But I do believe he has used that redshirt year, so I don't think it's necessarily uh, to his advantage to sit out. Uh, BYU Fortrayer, good, uh, good friend Playoff Bogey says, which offensive players have an advantage versus the TCU defense? Uh, right now, it feels like in many ways BYU's passing attack is what their advantage is right now. The, the wide receivers they can throw in waves of people. Isaac Rex, it seems like he's uh, beginning to be a cheat code once again at tight end for BYU. I think those are the guys they're expecting to have an advantageous day for BYU in this matchup. The TCU defense is, is no joke. They've been queer, pretty good. They're absolutely phenomenal on that way uh, to the national title game a year ago, but I think the passing game for BYU across the board, Keaton Slovis, like as I mentioned, the wide receivers, and even uh, the tight ends led by Isaac Rex, they're the ones that should have the advantage against TCU's defense, and they're going to have to have that advantage because I still think the rushing attack for BYU is a work in progress, and LJ Martin and the BYU offensive line have a lot to prove still, so uh, hopefully that answers your 
question, uh, playoff bogey. Uh, now, uh, Brandon Bourget, our good friend, uh, rang in. I think, Brandon, I, if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly, I apologize. Any of you, by the way, if you want to let me know how to pronounce your name correctly, I do not take offense to it. I'm just doing the best I can on my end. Who makes a bigger difference if they come back? Ben Bywater in any capacity or fully healthy Aiden Robbins? We're going to assume he wasn't fully healthy at the beginning of the season. Uh, I don't think Aiden Robbins has been fully, fully healthy uh, to level with you, Brandon. I just There's a nagging injury there that I think a bigger difference is Ben Bywater. You saw the difference Ben uh, makes in terms of what BYU looked like, especially in the first half against Cincinnati without him, versus what they looked like uh, not having him at the tail end of Kansas. When he's not on the football field, BYU is hampered uh, with their linebacking core. I'm not going to, I don't make this comparison lightly, but he's kind of a Fred Warner type player for BYU's defense right now. Think of how good Fred Warner was for BYU when he was there, but how much better he even is now in the pros. He's the heart and soul of the San Francisco 49ers defense, and Ben Bywater feels very much that way for BYU on defense. So any capacity I feel like for Ben would be bigger. I think LJ Martin has surpassed what uh, Aiden Robbins has offered to this point, and anything that Aiden Robbins can offer would be welcome. Let me be very clear about that, but I think that Ben Bywater makes the bigger difference uh, of those two players. Uh, Nicholas Chadwick, Nick underscore Chadwick 15, also serving our nation, if I'm not mistaken, Nick, but thank you uh, for your service as well. It says, one change you would make on the recruiting trail, knowing that we are behind and the coaches need time to build relationships, what can the program, in quotes, do to help besides win more? Honestly, uh, continue to win. Uh, there's an there's a generation of, B, of football players in the state of Utah in particular and across the United States of America, if they've been paying attention, uh, if you want to break it down to more BYU-Utah type of stuff, they've seen Utah for that, uh, was it, 12 years or whatever, they had that nine-game win streak. They grew up and watched uh, Utah kick the crap out of BYU. Why wouldn't they be supporting uh, Utah in that circumstance? So that's the bigger thing right now is the fact that they've just watched Utah beat BYU. I think that's kind of the angle you were taking on this, Nick. If you're not, I, I apologize. But BYU, they can continue to win and let Jay Hill and his staff do their work. It's going to take a little bit of time for them to make some of the inroads that they would like to have, obviously, because Utah's kind of scooping up all kinds of talent in state this year, and a lot of them uh, were Utah leans to begin with. But BYU just needs to continue to grind on the recruiting trail. The program itself, honestly, Go out and market who you are. Uh, Here's the thing. BYU needs to add more players from outside of Utah. They need to add more people of uh, faith. And what I mean more people of faith, they don't necessarily need to be members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but they can be God-fearing, evangelical types who are uh, church-going kids and understand that BYU's there to both uh, help them with regards to their spiritual lives in addition to letting them play high-level football. Go sell that. That's the one thing the program can do is it can sell that it can win at a high level, and I know that just win, baby, is not what you wanted uh, in your answer, Nick, but that's really a big part of it. Just go sell yourselves and be be unabashed about what you are about. Winning football games, being a religiously affiliated school and program, and that, in some ways, is going to attract people. It will turn other people off because other people who aren't necessarily looking for that are looking for more of a secular uh, type experience when it comes to college, but there are other, there's a lot of kids out there who grew up that are religious, may not be LDS, uh, speaking of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but they do want that type of experience, and BYU can help them have that, and BYU just needs to sell 
what they have going for them. Um, next one, let's see. Daniel Rigby, please don't cheese. Do you think we are going to give the defense too much credit? They have improved in key areas like third down conversion rate, but in other areas like rush areas like rush defense, it doesn't look much better than last year. Are we overlooking defensive struggles because of the ugly offense? That is a great question, Daniel. And I think that uh, we are not necessarily overlooking it all, but the thing about this is BYU is winning in spite of all that. I've talked about this on the podcast lately, that BYU is 4-1 and one in spite of their weaknesses. Uh, an offense that has struggled mightily in the rush attack. You mentioned the fact that the rush defense is not much better than it was a year ago. It was better early on in the season against some lesser opponents. The hope is that BYU can get back to being more of what they were early this season as the season progresses, but that may be more difficult, especially considering the caliber of opponent BYU faces down the stretch. They've got one of the tougher uh, finishing stretches of anybody in college football. You've got two top 10, if not top 5 ranked teams in both Oklahoma and Texas on that schedule, and it's not to say anything of a resurgent West Virginia team, Texas Tech, who looks plenty uh, good even without their quarterback, and also TCU this week, like we mentioned, has already made a run to the national title game just a season ago, so they've got a lot of good things going for them. It's going to be critical for BYU to continue to work on defense, but we did not expect the defense to be better in a day. Let's be very clear about that. Y'all know this. Scoring defense is the really the biggest number that really matters out there. Holding opponents to less points than your offense can put up. Uh, how it comes, you'll take it however it comes at this point. Is BYU's defense a perfect uh, model of what Jay Hill wants it to be? Uh, no, it, and it won't be, I don't think, for two or three years. Truth be told, if it is, uh, man, he's done an incredible job. It's going to take some time, and we need to give him that time to get that implemented. As soon as it is implemented, then you can really, I think, start to judge, okay, is this as good, if not worse? You can judge however you want, but you need to give it some time. I, I know that sounds uh, pie in the sky but it's just kind of what you got to do here. Um, let's see. Uh, Troll in the Dangin. Of course, our good friend, USU the Right Blue, our good friend, Aggie fan. How did you enjoy the bye week? Well, I think many of you know, I got my son from the from the uh, NICU over the weekend on the bye week. So that uh, was a win in my book. I got a big W over the weekend for my bye week. It was awesome. Uh, it was great to have him home. It's great to have him home right now, spending time with my wife and kids. And uh, it's, it's awesome. The support you guys have given. I, there, are, there are a lot of you out there who have uh, sent me uh, money via Venmo uh, saying, have lunch on me. And it just, it, it's awesome to th- see the support you guys have. I'm going to highlight one person. I'm going to name them by name right now it's the Roberts family they are ardent listeners of this podcast the entire family if I'm not mistaken uh, Amber Ryan and their kids uh, they brought us dinner uh, just last night and it, it it was incredible, by the way. Incredible. Uh, they brought us pulled pork. And Ryan, man, you are a grill master, my friend. I know you made that on your. I think you had Traeger, if I'm not mistaken, but. Stuff like that. That's how I enjoyed the bye week is the support of the Locked On Cougars community, the Cougar Nation at large. You guys are awesome. And I'm going to try and avoid getting a little more teary-eyed than it was the other day. But uh, it it was a really, really good bye week. Let me be very clear about that, Dan, and appreciate uh, you reaching out, obviously, and uh, the hundreds of you at this point who have reached out and expressed your uh, well wishes and all that type of stuff, your thoughts, your feelings, your prayers. All of it. It really does mean the world to me. But I want to give a special shout out to the Roberts family. It just they're the ones that come top top of mind because they brought us dinner just last night. So uh, appreciate all 
that all of you have done. And uh, Amber and Ryan, are as good as anybody out there, and they're just kind of a, they're the, the microcosm of who you guys are out there in Cougar Nation. So thank you uh, for the support. All right, uh, N. Crow- N. Crowley, nineteen, if I'm mistaken. Nate uh, says this: Do you think TCU is more desperate and dangerous, or down and depressed? That is a great question, Nate. I think it's a mixture of both in some ways. They are desperate because they're three and three, and they're floundering right now. We talked about the fact they made the run to the national title game just a season ago. But also the thing is they've lost their starting quarterback for the second straight year. Morris went down, and then Max Duggan stepped in and led them on that incredible run. Is their new backup quarterback in this circumstance, is he capable of doing that? I'm not 100% convinced he is. If he is, what an incredible find of quarterbacks, or the, the finds of quarterbacks uh, that TCU has made of recent uh, history. That's pretty impressive stuff. But uh, I do think that they are a little bit desperate. They are going to be dangerous. But the same thing is they could absolutely be uh, feeling down on them, feeling down about themselves, letting themselves get down on themselves, and that's where BYU could take advantage. The Cougars have got to go in thinking, you know what, we're going to go out there and prove ourselves, and that'd be very, very big for them to do that. So, uh, some interesting thoughts on that front. All right, we are running out of time, and I have barely uh, scratched the surface on these t- on these questions. So, uh, we'll get to some more questions here in just a moment. I need to catch up on some other uh, news and notes on BYU sports, including BYU women's soccer uh, getting a big win on their home turf, and also uh, BYU men's golf having good having a good showing at the Big 12 uh, match play uh, tournament. It's really, really unique uh, kind of new thing that they're doing in the conference. We'll talk about both of those as we continue on here momentarily on Locked On Cougars. Now, real quick, a word on our friends over at Jace Medical. We've talked about Jace for quite a while now. The best part about Jace is they want to help you guys out no matter what the circumstance may be. You're seeing what's going on in the world right now. We have Hamas and Hezbollah uh, attacking Israel, Israel responding in kind. We have the ongoing uh, conflict in Ukraine with Russia invading. Uh, we've got a supply chain issues seemingly everywhere. It feels like weekly you're talking about another supply chain being disrupted. No matter what the circumstances may be, the Jace case provides you five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use if you find yourself in an emergency situation. It's really, really simple. They want you guys to be empowered to care for yourselves and your loved ones during the unexpected. They handle everything from online evaluations, licensed pharmacy medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. They cover it all for you guys. The best part is you can do it by just going to jacemedical.com. Frank uh, said this. It was just one of their, uh, ab- one of their, I guess, uh, testimonials. It says it's easy as one, two, three, and came just in time. I received our package the same day. I got a sinus infection. My doctor was out of town. No appointments were available for days. Thank goodness it were arrived. With storms, shortages, pandemics, supply chain issues, we all need to be prepared now more than ever. And Jay's case steps in to help you guys out. You go online, fill out a form, you get a prescription, life-saving medications, are all delivered right to your door in the Jay's case. Get twenty dollars off the life-saving antibiotics today by going to Jay's medical.com use the promo code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com that's j-a-s-e medical.com to get started today take care of it my friends that's jacemedical.com today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at perry homes of course perry homes has been working with us for months uh whether you want to uh, start out or you're looking for your first home ever or you're trying to build your dream home Perry Homes got the right options for you guys. That's what they're here for. They want to make life as simple as possible as they can make it for you guys out there when it comes to building your home. The best part is they got communities up and down the Wasatch Front, Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties, as well as multiple communities in Washington County in the southern end of the state near St. George. So no matter where you want to live, Perry Homes has a home for you. They have over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories to townhomes and anything in between, like I said, to match what you're looking for. They even have quick moving homes of 
available if you're looking to move right now. And they're offering generous financing incentives to their preferred lender as well. So visit PerryHomesUtah.com to find out, find out what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's PerryHomesUtah.com to learn more now. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day, my friends. Hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, a quick reminder for you guys that coming up on Friday, it's Locked On College Football Kickoff Live, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. Mountain Time. One hour of top-to-bottom coverage of all the major storylines in college football. It's available wherever uh, you watch or listen to Locked On uh, podcast college-wise on YouTube. It's every channel has got it running live, including Locked On Cougars. Would encourage you guys to check that out. All right, a couple of quick notes before we get to the back to some more questions. Uh, we're not going to get to all the questions today, so I'm actually hold on to them. We'll probably do some more later this week, so stay tuned for that. But uh, BYU Men's Golf tied both of their matchups at the Big 12 match play event at the club at Houston Oaks on Monday. Uh, BYU will take on Oklahoma State today. It's a unique uh, kind of look uh, for BYU. They will take on Oklahoma State today against the number two seed uh, Cowboys on holes 8 to 10. That starts at 7.45 a.m. Central Time today. So if you're listening to this later in the day, it's probably already done. 8.45 Mountain Time. Uh, looking to get themselves set up uh, for the knockout bracket in terms of the overall match play. It's a really cool format for these schools to play this because you don't get a lot of match play in college golf. A lot of it is stroke and team play, so that's kind of a unique look in that circumstance as well. And then also, congratulations to BYU Women's Soccer. They beat Kansas State 2-0. Uh, honestly, if you look at the stats, BYU should have beat them worse than they did. I think BYU had 37 shots overall. 14 of them on goal, only to convert two of those into goals uh, is kind of a credit to Kansas State in a way, but a win on their home turf for BYU Women's Soccer. And then also, if you've done not see it already. BYU and Texas Tech. Homecoming game for BYU will kick off at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. We'll broadcast on Fox Sports 1 a week from Saturday. So, uh, evening game for BYU, but a primetime game. Not an 8 o'clock game, folks. It's in the afternoon again. A 5 o'clock uh, kickoff uh, for BYU and the Red Raiders. They've only played one other time in their history in 1940. The Red Raiders won that game in Lubbock 21-20 to uh, and Texas Tech will be coming to Provo for the first time literally ever as they make the trip uh, to uh, the Wasatch Front to take on the Cougars in that matchup. All right. Uh, I had plans to get to my uh, to all these questions here. I have a number of them in my email, a number of them on Twitter. Let's roll through the rest of the Twitter ones. Those of you who sent your emails in with questions, I will get to those uh, later this week. I promise you I will do that. I've got plenty of content we've got, but we'll make sure that we get to those, so stay with us on that. But a couple more questions coming in via Twitter here. Uh, Garrett, uh, SF Garrett uh, says that TCU has been pretty good with running the football this year should we should, should, running the football this season excuse me should be concerned after BYU gave up over 460 yards on the ground versus Kansas and Cincinnati you should be concerned but the bigger thing for BYU is as I mentioned earlier on load the box put seven eight guys in that box and make it a darn near impossible to run the football on you if TCU can run the football on you with eight guys in the box then you tip your cap to them and say maybe our defense is not as good as we thought it was that that should be a pride thing for BYU at this point we'll see what happens there Gary all right, Matt Moon, Matt Moon uh, 00 says, The key to the game for BYU, in my opinion, is to start out fast. A slow start equals a BYU loss. What does BYU have to start to do to start out strong and set the tone early in the game? Well, first off, 
Go out and get your uh, offense rolling from the get-go. Whether that involves throwing the football down the field, because there's, there's a similar question here from a rational BYU fan at Paris underscore Preston. Have we hit the point where we simply stop trying to be balanced and just go full air raid? I don't think it would be putting up too much on Slovis. Plus, it would probably open up the run game for explosive runs versus three- and four-man fronts since the defense will be sitting in coverage. That's the thing about this. Set up the run by throwing the football down the field. Aaron Roderick loves gunning it down the football field. If any of you have watched the last three or four years of him being BYU's offensive coordinator, there's one hallmark among others in BYU's offense is he's not afraid to stretch the field. He will go downfield at a moment's notice, and that's something that BYU should take advantage of. So, yes, to answer your question, Matt, go down the field, attack early, and force TCU to play on their heels rather than on their toes, to use that expression. Go after them and make it miserable for them in terms of just uh, that throwing the football all over the yard. I know that BYU wants to be balanced. They want to get that run game going. They showed uh, signs of that against Cincinnati. Sure, use that, but open it up from the get-go and really start going after them. If you can put up uh, 10, 14 points early on in this game against TCU, that may get them on their heels and really give yourselves a chance. So I I would just come out gunning it down the football field. Tell Chase Roberts, tell Keanu Hill, who's going home to play, by the way, he's he's from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, tell those guys, get downfield, get yourselves open, and we're going to attack these guys and go and get points early on in this game. That would be really, really fun to see. All right, final question will go uh, to Hal9000 at Sport Bike Squid. says, what kind of a game would be what you have to play at TCU in order to prove that they could add to their 4-1 and record against the Longhorns? Speaking of the Texas Longhorns. Uh, biggest thing for BYU is go and blow the doors off TCU. If they, if you really want to have hope that BYU can win that game, I think there's a similar question I may have skipped. Or I did scoop over it. I was just thinking about that. McGillicuddy, I apologize. Bay Cougar fan says, uh, what do you see from the OU-Texas game that gives us hope for beating one of them? Well, frankly, you've got to win the turnover margin. That's how uh, uh, Oklahoma overcame Texas in that game. You're going to have to win that in spades to win this game. So to add to the question for Hal, it's going to be go down there and blow the doors off TCU, make it no doubt, and then make Texas and Oklahoma sit up thinking, hey, this BYU team's got a little more uh, to them than we thought they did. You've got to make them think about you guys a little more closely than they may have thought otherwise. These are two programs that, uh, for lack of a better term, think their you-know-what doesn't stink. That's just their history. That They've been uh, the who's who of college football for many, many years. You've got to make them sit up and say, mm, maybe we need to look a little closer at BYU. That's what you have to do to get their attention. And that's the biggest thing for BYU is you're going to have to win the turnover margin. I don't think you're going to match up man for man against either Texas or Oklahoma and simply say, well, hey, we're going to win that football game. You're going to have to use deception. You're going to have to win the turnover margin. You're going to have to get the ball bouncing your way to win one or both of those games, and even then, it may not be enough. It's just they are that good of football programs, it looks like right now. But, hey, at the same time, that's why you line up and play the football game. They, this is fun stuff. This is the the era of football that BYU, you as Cougar fans, have begged for for years. I, myself, have wanted to see BYU get a crack at the big time, be a member of a Power 5 conference. It's here, folks. It's real, and it is spectacular. Let's enjoy it no matter what might happen. Let's watch the football games. We'll evaluate them one by one. One, and obviously we'll start that uh, once again with TCU coming up 
on Saturday. All right, so apologies once again for those of you who emailed your questions. I will get to them later this week. Uh, we'll make sure we get those in for you guys. If I have to do a special edition of the podcast, I will do it. I owe you guys a couple extra ones, it feels like, from last week and the week before that. So uh, we may do an extra show. But nonetheless, thank you for your support of the podcast as always. Hope you have a fantastic Tuesday. Whenever you hear and or watch this, please continue to subscribe, rate, review, uh, share this uh, show with your friends and family. Let them know that it exists. It's daily BYU content they can check out whenever they've got a moment. And the best part is it's available for free. Simple as that on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us as well. And until tomorrow, my friends, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.